This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Watford are on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello, you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Cole. And I'm Peter. And joining us for the opposition view, our opponents on New Year's Day, it's Aaron from Green and White. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Personally, better than footballing Christmas, but yeah. Well, that, let's deal with the elephant in the room, shall we? Which for once isn't me. Doesn't happen often. But <laughs> managers this season, normally people will have us, you know, have a go at us and fairly rightly for being a wee bit, a wee bit careless, you know, as they always say, to lose one manager is, is unfortunate. To lose about 25 over a 10 year period is probably pretty careless. You haven't been careless. Your manager who'd done good things, Mr. Steve Schumacher, mm. has upped and gone to Stoke City. Having done good things, how is the flavour in the mouth of all Plymouth fans and how are things feeling at this moment in time? Because you haven't appointed a new manager yet. Who's the kind of interim person and and, and what do we know about them? Yeah, so to address the interim first, because that would be a quicker answer. Cool. So we've currently got a joint manager duo in Neil Dewsnip, who has won won an Olympic gold medal with Canada women. And is, is previously it was head of youth at Everton, or uh, you know, a title along those lines. Brought through all of that fabulous youth that you see playing for Everton nowadays. And and then we have Kevin Nanskiville alongside him, who is a. I suppose at the moment we might be reluctant to say somebody bleeds green after the way the last two managers left us mm-hmm. after public affirmations and saying how much they loved us. But Kevin Nanskiville is the ultimate Janna as we call them down here. Yeah. He's he's our girl through and through. So the two two well respected coaches and, and and know what they're well hopefully know what they're doing. And likely I know that we're recording this early, which I'm sure you'll tell people they're gonna be in post until after we play you. Okay. So it will definitely be them unless some stroke of genius and somebody rocks up like really wants the job now. But but I can't see us doing that. So they're gonna be in post for the next two games. So and that includes Southampton away 
and then back home to you. To go back to your first question, Stephen Schumacher, it's still very raw for me anyway. Mm. I think a lot of the fan base will over time mellow, but at the moment there's a lot of, it's not anger or hatred, it's more like questioning the move because as you've already mentioned, Watford go through a lot of managers and to be honest, I could sort of see him taking the Watford job um, or I could understand him taking the Watford job more than I could Stoke. Is it Stoke? Like, I've listened to all the arguments of, oh, but we played in the Premier League and oh, we've got a massive training ground and oh, we've got billions of pounds. And I'm just like, yeah, but it's Stoke. But I don't wish him ill, but I hope Stoke fail when he does well somehow. Excellent. Well, as, as as said, we are we are recording this the day before the Stoke City game, mm. so uh, we we know which which side Erin sits on in terms of preference for that particular one. Here's the here's on 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 Sky as of about five minutes ago. Here was the you know the odds about what managers might be interested. But as we all know, these things are very little to do with anything. Gus Poyet or Gus Poyet or whatever his name is in Uruguay, Dean Holden and John Eustace. Are up at the top and then it takes a leap from that, that kind of nine to two to five to one Leighton Baines and Neil Warnock Ooh. obviously because Neil Warnock <laughs> is Did you see the 12 to one there though the, the there 12 to one let's have a look at the 12 to one where's the 12 to one Nathan Jones well you don't need to do a Stoke City swap with Nathan Jones and Steve Schumacher really do you um, of, of all those listed though to yeah. be honest or the ones that you just said out loud I think Nathan Jones would be would be my preferred choice. And maybe John Eustace just tips him, but I think actually having a manager that we know that would go the suit the second he gets a better offer, rather than <laughs> clinging to this idea that we're actually going to keep someone. I don't mind, to be honest, if he does well enough to get poached from us. At least we know that he's got no loyalties. Yeah, some of the names we're we're about to launch a five-part series on our on our website. Basically, there's apparently been a hundred applications um that have been sort of semi-accepted or taken through to the next round of, of who's going to be our next manager, which is a mental number. So we decided to list 100 potential Plymouth Argyle managers and do a five-part series on them. It's taking a lot more effort than we expected, and we're, we're bored of it now. We've only got to about 40. And, and beyond that, you get to some questionable names and some stupid people. But I genuinely think it will hire somebody that people may not know or, or yeah. may not have heard of. That there's Lillian Nallis has been touted former Argyle player. Yeah, he's currently an assistant over in with Lance in over in France. There's a guy. I'm going to butcher these pronunciations. There's a guy called uh, Gusti Heldrop. That's uh, very good. I like that. I don't care okay. if that was mispronounced. That was brilliant. What was it again? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Gusti Heldrop um, of he's currently managing Tromso. Oh, yeah. um, there's a guy called Jimmy Thelin who beat. Uh, Graham Potter to the the second tier title in Sweden back in 2015. He's been tipped a name like that. I would absolutely love somebody that's that we've never heard of. But on the other hand, somebody like Neil Warnock, he could just come in and keep us up. You know, like, he has he has had you know since there and been you know I would have thought he would be down as you know Plymouth royalty. You know, lives local. You know, all all of that sort of stuff. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, took, it, took us up in '96 as well. So exactly, he's he's absolutely loved. Um, in Plymouth, but to be fair, he's loved by pretty much every club he's ever been at, apart yeah. from maybe Leeds. But yeah, like he's, uh, he's he lives locally, but it's just whether Sharon will let him have one last dance. Ah, we shall <laughs> see. We shall see. In terms of obviously, since the other guys you mentioned earlier on, the interims have taken over. Uh, according mm. to transfer market, you kind of shifted to a three-four-three from having been a four-three-three. But these things are normally can be quite way off the mark. Was there any yeah. tactical change or is that just somebody getting a, a, a little bit antsy at transfer market for no reason? 
know. I think that there, there was definitely a change up in Cardiff. We, we've been pining for our back three, back five to come back. You don't win League One with a back three, and then it suddenly becomes useless overnight. And we've, yeah. we've barely used it this season. And when we have, we've looked so much better than in a back four. It just releases our our fullbacks who are not fullbacks to, to go and play on the wing and and, and attack from slightly deeper, the likes of Ballymumba, God, who plays right wing back now, uh, Kane Kessler Hayden, uh, players who like to come onto the ball from deep. It sort of releases them a little bit more and gives us a bit more solidity in the midfield. And that was proven against Cardiff. We're much more solid with it. Although Matt Butcher decided to, I don't know if you've seen it, I would go and find it. One of the most comical own goals that we've seen in quite some time Ooh. our keeper just absolutely rushes out to him for absolutely no reason and Matt Butcher just passes it straight past him and into the back of the net so if that hadn't happened we'd have, we'd have been talking about three points up in Cardiff which would have been our first win on the road as well this season which we yet to do so I'm very thankful that we're playing you at home Oh, there you go. Uh, goals, very much. And thank you very much for your kind words on the on, on our Christmas special that we put out. It mentioned, in fact, Wesley Hoot. The f- yeah. first time ever we've mentioned Wesley Hoot, and I haven't mentioned that his wife's amazing, but I've more than made for, up for that now. But, yeah, he's on two own goals and and, uh, and giving away the ball for Ipswich as well. But he's been really good this season. Own goals, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's see. Let's see what happens. New Year's Day. Let's hope we can both get off to a, a season without any, any, or a year, I should say, without any calamitous own goals. That would be nice. So, in terms of like you know, as you say Barley Mumba and is it Whitaker? I can never remember the names now. I, I, yeah, Whitaker. Yeah. yeah. Who who we start? We talked about you bringing them in at the start of the season. Mm. Did they go on? Have they gone on to you know? push on yet again and been really good this year. And what are you hoping for? Because I presume with Schumacher's departure, is the transfer window all up in the air anyway? I think actually the way that we deal with transfers um, wasn't on the manager anyway. It was sort of more of a head coach, despite the fact that he was given a manager label. I think uh-huh. it wouldn't surprise me if our next appointment is head coach just to give that like that transfer team a bit more solidity. Yeah. But a bit of insulation, yeah, absolutely. And, and also I don't think our transfers will be up in the air because of like Stoke will be fishing in a slightly different pond to us. I think they need different players through the door. But also if we're looking to appoint somebody shortly after we play you, that still gives us the rest of January to like sort out what the, the new manager wants. So I, I don't see it being a huge problem and the new manager will come in and see the exact same positions that need to be strengthened as, as what we do, I, I believe, anyway. As for Morgan Whitaker, Ballymumba and, and co, um, Morgan Whitaker has been absolutely phenomenal. He's scored twice against Cardiff on Boxing Day. He is he's starting to be talked about in the realms of one of the best players we've ever seen at Plymouth Argyle Football Club, which, granted, from an outsider's view, that there aren't many that you could most probably label for the top of your head. But for us, that's a big claim. He is absolutely phenomenal. A bit of a long shot merchant, but they seem to go in, so I'm happy to let them keep doing those. <laughs> there are um, worse things to have the long shot merchants <laughs> who put it in the onion bag. That'll do have that all day, every exactly. day. I've said this before and I'll say it again. The fact that we signed him for one million pounds, which is our record transfer, yeah. by the way. So that you know, when you're when we look ahead to you playing us, you know, the comparisons in, in, in club stature should be pointed out. The fact that one million pounds is our record transfer, um, but he will go for I don't know how many times that, but he's going to make us an absolutely incredible sum of money. He is absolutely destined to play in the Premier League. I've never been more sure of anything in my life. 
he's 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 just incredible. We just got to hope that he loves it down here and wants to see out the rest of the season and doesn't do a, a Schumacher and jumps at the first offer. Yeah. But, yeah, but he's played for he's played for or been for the academy at Derby. I think he went to Barnsley and, and he's played at Swansea. So he's played some like relatively big clubs for at, at the level. Obviously now he's with us. Maybe hopefully he, he understands which way his bread's buttered and doesn't want doesn't want to upgrade from utterly butterly to Lurpak or to use some sort of butter analogy. <laughs> yeah, um, but, I'm, I'm um, all for butter analogies. This is excellent. Why yeah, yeah. I like. He's he's phenomenal. Ballymumba, not so much. Don't get me wrong, still an incredible player. Um, wouldn't want him running at me at all. And now we switch back to the wing backs. I feel like we're going to see the best of, of Bally as well. But, but the only other one of note really would be Finazaz, who we are hoping and praying there is some sort of clause that was pre-agreed with Villa that we've already agreed to sign him. Right. Led to believe that might be the case. Can't say too much, but I'm hoping that, that come January the first, there's a notification that comes through and we've signed Finazaz on a, on a permanent deal so because he is one that Stoke would nick for a good a good chunk of money from Villa because he's not our player currently so yeah yeah apart from that there's no one else you really need to worry about because the defence is rubbish so oh well it, it was alright at our place I thought you played well yeah. defended really staunchly and had opportunities like at the end of the game road every week we would be top yeah. half but well, it's and- just there's just one calamitous mistake every single game. So look forward to that because we will give you one. Good. Whether it's putting the ball into our own net at Cardiff or whether it's away at Hull, just Gillespie not just putting the ball out for a throw in. Whether it's a oh god, there's so many of them I can't begin to explain. Like it seems to be every single game there is one mistake where you just put the ball out instead of um, pissing about. To be honest, and, and we shoot ourselves in the foot. It happens, it happens. Just briefly touching on Schumacher, and as you mentioned, obviously his predecessor also, Ryan Lowe, and you, you said about despite like assurances and, and comments, our famous one probably was Brendan Rogers. We gave him his first shot as he was Chelsea coach, and he came to us and on the, the, the local paper, Watford Observer, comes out on a Friday, and it came out, he'd, he'd been with us for about six months, done really well. We played some nice football, and uh, people said, well, there's rumours that you're going to go to Reading, and he came out with this big old, people are questioning my integrity and I won't have that needless to say by Tuesday he was at Reading and signing a contract did with similar circumstances were things said in the local paper to the you know to the supporters about this not happening or what was the the what was the cause of the you know kind of animosity you know t- mm. towards him yeah I suppose to, to to go down the Rogers route our most famous one was Ian Holloway in which he was saying how much how he bleeds green and how he wants to paint Smeaton's Tower Lighthouse green and white instead of red and, and was was going all in and, and saying how much he loved the city and loved the club. And, and Schumacher didn't do that as much. Uh-huh. I, I will give him some credit. He's not Holloway. But just, I think it was seven days before he left, he said he, he was uh, rumoured to be in the running for the Sunderland job in which he said, yeah. you know, I'm in a fantastic place as a coach. You know, I've got my first opportunity you know, uh, uh, there will be a time where I'll look to move on, but right now that's not the case. And then, what was it? Maybe a week, maybe over a week. I don't know, my timeline's a bit skewed at the moment, but he's, you know, that we're seeing on Twitter a helicopter tracking from Stoke down to Plymouth, and we're all like, well, no, you know, you know, can't quantify these things. He definitely won't move to Stoke. And then the next day we're all getting in the no knowledge that he's already agreed and already, like, Packing up his stuff, his house in Plymouth. So it's um, it's uh, like I don't mind, and I appreciate that like managers have to move when their stock's high. I'm sure over time you you may have called on you know 
Brendan, but it's a, a case for me where it's like, just don't say those things. Yeah. Like your stock wouldn't have changed at all down here if he hadn't said those things. If he said, if he came out and said, oh, it's nice to be linked to these things, but I'm not going to Sunderland. Like that's enough, right? And then if Stoke come along a week later and offer you quadruple your wages in a massive mansion in just outside Alton Towers, sure, take it. But like, just don't come out with the bollocks. But I appreciate they say those things to keep everyone sweet. But I do love the idea of basically Stephen Schumacher spending his his enhanced disposable income now basically just yeah. at, at Alton Towers all the time. I think that should be what he should be doing, riding the corkscrew. Never mind. Well, we How will see. You? The corkscrew? What, what, I don't <laughs> know. That, that, that might be where his uh, career goes if he fucks it up. <laughs> um, you know, it, you know it, yeah. it's, it's a big leap for him, and, and it's one that, multiple managers have managed to mess up with much more experience than he has with different philosophies than he has. I appreciate that they've just beaten Birmingham 3-1, but anyone could beat Birmingham. We didn't, but anybody else can. We'll see how that goes. We will see. Hi, this is Tommy Mooney. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <laughs> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We're going to have to therefore get on to what, what I'm sure you remember with both fondness and some level of PTSD. It's, yeah. it's the DNSYE Completely Rubbish Prediction League. Now, you will remember this as being really bad, but you were there in the heady days. Second game in it was, and yeah. and things hadn't got quite as strange as it has now. As we record currently, the league sits with JP Backgammon FC at the top with 20 points. Now, obviously, this isn't going to include the Stoke results. It, we can't do that. Carlos is sitting on 18 points currently in second place, having done not too bad. The EFL, who, Aaron, you are representing again, who had a fine yeah. run last season against Justin, just pipping him to the title are in third. 1-1 is its own prediction. You can't pick 1-1 still. Justin's there. Artificial stupidity is still bumbling along the bottom, wholly incompetent. And finally, there's a new name. A new name to you there, Jarvis Cocker Spaniel. So on game three, we were we were contacted by somebody who said, I think my dog can get involved with this. And as you know, that's the kind of thing that we like very much indeed. Uh, Jarvis has come along. He is indeed a Cocker Spaniel. His name is Jarvis. He is Jarvis Cocker Spaniel. And he's, uh, he's gone through a, a series of different methods of predicting uh, sports results. He'd come down to the last game. He'd basically run out of a number of kind of transfers, mainly because he'd eaten them. So his scoring prediction seemed to be dwindling. But Ben has basically sorted him out with a new form of sporting prediction. However, this might be contentious because VAR might get involved. We have a new setup. And they're both they're double-sided, so the viewers can see which number Jarvis picks and Jarvis can see which number he's going to pick. So we're away to Plymouth Argyle, mate. On New Year's Day, 
bit of U2 there for so, everybody. When you're ready, buddy, you can pick what you think Plymouth are going to score. Well, where you go there, mate? What, what are you going for? This dog is very uninterested. He's having a look. He's having a look. He's weighing it up. Taking in current form and all that, are you, mate? What are you going for? I don't think he's liking this new number layout. Come on, then. Pick away. No. Here we go. This is for Plymouth. This is for Plymouth. You wait, he'll go. Oh, you too. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. What's he gone? Two. Plymouth. Two. Okay, Jarvis has predicted Plymouth to get two. Now, I've shuffled the pack. Okay, now pick Watford's score, mate. I, I like this. He Come shuffles on, the order now. This is good. Which one? Oh, there you have it. He's picked Watford nil. He's picked Plymouth two. He's picked Plymouth two, Watford nil. Not for the first time this season, we are going to the AR. A decision has been made, and if you look at the still, Jarvis's snout just touched the number five before the zero, meaning it's Plymouth two, Watford five. Get in. Well, well, frank, well, frankly, Aaron, I think you could feel quite disgruntled about that. I think that pushes Schumacher game. It's absolute worst. <laughs> absolute worst. Just because he touches the card doesn't mean that's what he's scored. He's he's, he's definitely eating the treat from under zero. So um, I'll, I'll be honest I'll, with you, the, the dog is a fucking nightmare. So far, he's been Dr. Point for not turning up, for drunkenness, basically. He's had all sorts of different ways of doing it. Ben is hardly in charge of him. He's just he's supposed to be his handler. Where's, where's his flat cap gone? That's what I want to know. Oh, I don't know. He's just, no. Well, there. Yeah. It's yeah. a shame. It's he's... only when he wants to look like Brian Johnson he wears that. Or yeah. DC doesn't wears that hat. <laughs> so that's that. Are we calling it a 5 2 then? Is we're going to go with the we, VAR? We are going there. with the 5 2, I'm afraid. I'm afraid I have to go oh, with the, with our with our correspondent suggestion, but I am uh, I'm allowing Aaron's level of disgruntlement to go here. I think it's quite reasonable. And what we might I mean, do. Actually, to be honest, that, that's better for us because I can't see it finishing 5-2, so whereas it's more likely to finish 2-0. Maybe not to us, but... That's um, a practical way of doing it. (laughs) What we do is whenever we think we might need to dock a point off of somebody, we do contact somebody from the opposition view. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a little asterisk against against Jarvis Cocker Spaniel, and when we need to know whether or not we should dock a point, we're going to reach out to Aaron, and Aaron can go, yes, fucking right, you can. That'll do. (laughs) We're not beyond petty-minded revenge. Anyway, that was at the bottom of the league. He's sitting there five points adrift from John, who, as you know, has has been taking his backgammon set everywhere. However, he's showing today he can be quite versatile, if a little bit odd. Predictions League, and it's Plymouth versus Watford. And we're here at our famous historical site in Plymouth, the Bowls Club, where Sir Francis Drake, famously in 1588, as you know your history, was playing bowls when the Spanish Armada attacked England. But what people don't know is this is also the scene of the first ever battleships. And Sir Francis Drake beat the Spanish captain and admiral in a strategic game of battleships, the first ever played, and saved all of England. That's one for all you doing your GCSE history next May. I think fair play for a nautical theme. That's very clever. We can see that the dice are on the pitch, and today it's going to be a battlefield. In fact, it's going to be a battleships field. Clear to go first. Rolling in green, and that's four minus two is two to Plymouth. What can Watford do in response? Oh, 
Oh, and it's six minus two to Watford. So that's Plymouth two, Watford four. Sorry, Plymouth, we've taken out your destroyers. Get in, boys. And that's top well, of the league. <laughs> that's top of the league. And what I'll also say is that's the second time the Spanish Armada has been mentioned on this podcast this season. Yeah, don't remember. I was talking oh, about someone yes. being dressed up in Spanish Armada coming down to... Yeah, he pronounced it Armada, which I'm not even sure that's a thing, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure that's the bowl's green as well in Plymouth. I'm pretty sure it's not. But yeah, very good. That. I'm not Battleships. Has he been watching the new Squid Games or something? I don't know. But, John, you always manage to baffle me with your predictions. Keep it up. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic work. John has been known to drive up to three miles. I doubt very much if that was indeed Plymouth, though. I would suggest it was somewhere standing in for it in the same way that, that for example, Gla- Glasgow stands yeah. in for New York on things. Yes, yeah, so that kind of thing. Here we go. So we have got 4-2 to Watford, according to John. We've got 5-2 to Watford, depending on VAR, according to Jarvis Cocker Spaniel. The random button has gone 2-1 to Watford. Everything's going in Watford's direction here. 1-1, unsurprisingly, has gone 1-1. But we get to turn to our guest, Aaron, of Green and White, and say, sir, New Year's Day, what do you think the score's going to be down at Home Park? From a very quick Google that I've just just done, we, it doesn't seem like we've ever played each other in January. Uh, being, at, being at the 1st of January, the first month, I'm going to invoke um, memories of 2005 and say 1-0, I'll go win. I mean, that's my heart speaking. My head says that no chance, but my, uh, we'll go with that. We'll go 1-0, I'll go win. If, if any of this suggests that anybody's head has been used in any of these predictions, then I heartily <laughs> apologise and offer doubt in that regard. But we turn to Justin, sir. You know, we've got we've got a, a, a 1-0 to Argyle. We've got 4-2 to Watford, 5-2 to Watford, 2-1 to Watford, I should say, and 1-1. What do you think the score is going to be down in Devon on New Year's Day? Before before we get into that, oh, well. there's a couple of things. Firstly, Argyle. What does that mean? I've always wanted to ask somebody, what is, what is an Argyle? That's a very good question. Why do only Plymouth have it attached to the end of there? And this is another that I'm not aware of. Yeah, uh, there is famously only one Argyle. We're not actually sure. So there's three potential... Oh, well done. That's um, good. I like that. Go on, three. three potential routes. <laughs> Sit comfy, the, the, everyone. The founders allegedly met in the Argyle Arms or the Argyle Tavern or something along those lines. The original chairman used to live in Argyle Street. And then the third one is some of the founding members were members of the Argyle and Southern Highlanders. Uh, so there's not an actual conclusive, sir, unless all three are correct. I think you almost default go to the one which involves a pub. I think that's the easiest. Yeah, yeah that's the way to that, do that it. That feels like the most logical one, yeah. but we'll go, we'll go with that. There you go, Justin. Yeah. What, what, what is your okay. other point that you have then? Another question. Uh, my other point is I have to mention a local business because I've not done it for a while. Oh, yes, Gary this is true. This is true. The, the National Marine Aquarium should oh. be open on New Year's Day. Is this a place you recommend, Aaron? If you like fish. Yeah, if you like sharks, maybe, yeah. If you don't okay. like sharks, no. It's not somewhere I've frequented before a game before. I don't think they serve beer, which would be would, mm. would make it much better. But yeah, if you go, then you get like a year and you pay to get in, you get a whole year's membership. So when we play you again next season, if as long as it's in 2024... You pop down and go again for free. So I like this. Okay. Are there any touristy, and they have to be strange and quirky? Because Hull, for example, had have pointed out to us that they have the smallest window in the world. Yeah. When we oh right, that that's something to go and look at. Anything particularly odd that anybody travelling down on New Year's Day should perhaps take a glance at? 
Oh, God. Odd. There's a lot of odd things about them in Cornwall, <laughs> to be honest. Off the top of my head, it's where Farley's Rusks were in. Oh, I love this. <laughs> You're uh, not beating that. But, <laughs> yeah, it's not as quirky, but obviously we, we have the Mayflower steps, so obviously the Mayflower left. Uh, to go and find America that had never been found before and the people that were already living there were never found and didn't know it existed. And then, what else? I think, like, every bit of chewing gum in the world is made in Plymouth, down in Wrigley's. Yeah, I think... I'm trying to think of other fun things about Plymouth. Well, I have been to Plymouth a couple of times. Obviously, I've been to the gin distillery. I don't imagine that's going to open up. That's a good show. That's not bad. There's that lighthouse I've been up a couple of times as well, which is quite nice. Hold on. You you said you've been to Plymouth twice and you've gone up the lighthouse a couple of times. Well, yeah, the first time I might have been about 12 and the second time I might have been 30-ish. So maybe it it wasn't – there's quite a gap between both elevations. (laughs) That's fair Um, enough. If you're a fan of a lighthouse, that's very good on you. That's fine. Well, we host the European Fireworks Championships as well. Why is everybody not living in Plymouth? You have me at Farley's Rusk, to be honest. Yeah, all these wonderful things. Well, anyway, the National Marine Aquarium, uh, Sarah from Truro says on TripAdvisor, what an amazing day we had. Fab day, such knowledgeable staff. No question was too much. The dive show was fantastic. Excellent work for a self-funded charity. And the uh, sort of slogan of this place is, we can't wait to see you. S-E-A. (laughs) See you. So there you go. Such a fine line between stupid and genius. I love that. Yes. If, you, if, you, if you go into the Marine Aquarium, you go via the Barbican, which is absolutely idyllic. It's it's similar to, I suppose it's similar to like the Shambles in York. It's just yeah, like yeah. a cobbled, but, but by the sea. But it's it's not as uh, rickety, but it's like a cobbled street with where the gin distillery is, Justin, down there. There's some lovely, yeah. lovely pubs down on the seafront, and we don't have a, like a home fans only pub anywhere really. There's one up by the ground, but that's also a Weather Spoons. I, w- I wouldn't recommend going there. I'd re- recommend hitting the, the city and then getting the taxi up or a bus up or whatever to, to the ground. That's that's the best bet. Fantastic stuff. Go. Justin, sir, I'm, I'm going to have to push you. I'm going to have to push you for a full <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm going to go for a 2 0 Watford. Okay, there you go. There no you go. That, right? that was, that was, you go. That was yeah, both, both that was bold and certain. I was quite impressed with that. Well done indeed. Oh, I you. completely thank forgot you. we were even doing predictions then, to be honest. Oh, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I like to go off on a tangent and I like to do my bit for tourism. I don't do it on everyone. I always forget. <laughs> uh, the one I did for Hull, for example, we had an MOT test centre. Yes. That was good. The, uh, the attraction. So you yeah, can, you can you understand know. why they yeah, wanted to point out the world's smallest window at that point. Yeah, he had to trump me with that, didn't he? Yeah, God bless him. I found found Hull and Coventry both very pointless as cities. Underwhelming. And how oh, so we Cov and Hull fans out there. Should you be listening to our preview? I like the, the, there's a whole new segment there. So the most pointless of sissies. I like that very much. Oh, happy New Year, you bastards! Um, sorry for not being there again. A busy time of the year um, for me. Believe it or not, I do have a job as well as uh, a podcast. But anyway. Enough of that shite. Plymouth, Argyle away. Um, Bad feeling about that. As I record this, we haven't played Stoke yet, but um, I'm going to I'm going to go for a. uh, Let's go for Plymouth three, Watford two. So that's Plymouth three, Watford two. Fuck's sake. 
Um, (laughs) One question before. Obviously, we've now gone through and we're now on playing everybody a second time. Which team and and which game have you played that has had a team that's impressed you in the championship this season? Obviously, notwithstanding Stoke, nobody would make you make that choice, obviously. It's hard because I don't want to say anybody's really impressed me. Like, Leicester blew us away, but they were still a bit rubbish. Like, it was almost like (laughs) clockwork. It was almost like... You know, what do you expect? You're top of the league. You've got millions of pounds. Like, like not to sound all Shania Twain, but it didn't didn't impress me that much. But like, similarities were there. Why hadn't I spotted it earlier? Like, yeah, like <laughs> Southampton. You know, they they beat us and got off their, on their high horse because it was a 95th minute winner. Like, all oh, well done. What do you want? <laughs> Ipswich like didn't deserve to beat us. Maybe Hull. They were all right. There's no, there's no one really in this league that I'm looking at and going like you shouldn't be where you are, like you should be much higher, or you know, like you should be running away with it. Is that a boring answer? No, not at all. It's good. I've not been impressed with much of it. Like it's so far in terms of like in terms of like a spectacle. I've been very impressed with like individuals, and you know, been very happy with some games and some results. But there's not been a team that I'm like, oh, you're amazing, Aaron. Thank you very much for coming on the opposition view. It's been lovely to speak to you again. Hopefully, we will do it again again next season I've got a feeling we probably will so yeah very good luck to you for the rest of the season apart from New Year's Day you know we're looking good away is what I'm going to say at home not so good away we're looking alright so that's why I went for a 2-0 but yeah it's been lovely to speak to you again thank you very much for coming on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes no cheers thanks for having me It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.